episode 109. On today's show, being awesome helps the ladies deal with aging. Steffi enjoys watching her brother-in-law and a Chilean find common ground. Simone willingly gets herself trapped in a room with a zombie. And dongs are definitely in the news. And now, here are your hosts, Simone Turkington and Stephanie Drury. Hello, Simone. How are you, dong? I'm dong very well. Thank you, Stephanie. How are you, dong? I was wondering if I ask you right now how old you are, if you would know. Well, because I, I have been thinking about this today, yes. <laughs> but lately, my my gut feeling is to say I'm 37. Like, every time I think my age, I'm like, I'm 37. I'm like, no, I'm 36. So it's like, I'm, I mean, this is new for me. It's like, does this happen when you get old that you start... Not forgetting your age and thinking you're a year older than you are. Like, I've yes. heard this happen to other people. Yeah, so this is the first year in my life that it's ever happened to me that I keep thinking I'm 37. And then it's like, oh boy, it's I'm 36. It's like the day when daylight savings ends and you have that extra hour of sleep. I'm like, oh God, yes, I'm actually 36 and it's really exciting. But my initial thing is I actually think I'm 37. So yeah, this is a new new experience for me. And um, I wonder what Bunyan's thinking as she hears. They should be going, oh. <laughs> and laughing at me. No, You're old. I have to do the math. Yeah, but like, if someone asks me how old I am, most of the time yeah. I'm like, I'm oh, crap. And I was born in '75, so it's kind of easy to do the math. So I'm 39. That's how old I am. So. Right, right. Yeah. And the other day I was thinking, it's like, well, you were born in an even numbered year, so it's an even numbered year. So you can't be 37. Like, <laughs> I did it like kind of that way. So um, yeah, my birthday is in January, so I'm covered for the whole year. You know I what know, I mean? I'm I don't have way. that. February yeah. birthday, I'm like, okay, at least I don't have to calculate too much. But yeah. Yeah, because Greg's birthday, he's like, birthday's in November. So sometimes he'll talk about his age, like, as, yeah, they're like a day or two apart. But um, but they'll talk about their age for a year and give the age that they turn that year. And I'm like, nah, because, like, that didn't happen till November. Like, you weren't that age all year. You were only that age for the last month and a month and some change, you know. But yeah. Greg will talk about being that age in that year, and I just totally disregard it. <laughs> so... <laughs> Sorry, November kid. You can't have that. Um, but yeah, so yeah, as you said, you're born in 75. Next year, you're turning 40. How do you feel about this? I feel totally fine. I really feel like I feel totally fine about it. And I, I know this is because I don't, I'm not very wrinkly. If I like, right. if I had more wrinkles, <laughs> then it would be a bigger problem. But I really, yes. I've been, I've worn sunblock on my face every day since I was like 12 because my mom taught right. me to. And so I just don't have that many wrinkles. And so. It's not that big a deal. And what's kind of fun is when people find out how old you are, they're like, oh my God, you don't look that old. So that, yeah. that helps. Um, and, but also, I, I totally like getting older because I care less about what people think. And it just gets yes. steadily. Have you noticed this? Does it increase? Your apathy yeah. increases yeah. bit by bit. Yes. Like as, it, as in the years go on. And I really like it. So, yes. Yeah. That's and good. I have a good friend who he's, he's like 45 or 46, but he only likes older women and he doesn't he's like oh that girl she's 30 she's too young he's like anything under 37 too young for me and so that's kind of rad well, <laughs> i love that yeah. i'm like more people need to think that so. yeah yeah and who was I thinking? Oh, that's right. Um, we were watching a, a, a video of the Bee Gees a, a few days ago, and I worked it out. And, um, and and Greg was at this show, and I was like, wow, Barry's younger than you are now in this video. It's from the 90s, and Barry was in his 40s. And Greg was like, shut up. I was like, no, I think Barry's really fit. Like, to me, seeing Barry is in his 40s is, like, totally fine with me. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's like, I was really worried that I would, um, you know, when I was younger and would like, you know, young cute looking guys that's like what if I get older and I just keep liking this type of guy and then I'm a pervert but um, yeah yeah <laughs> but no I feel like my taste has aged like everyone I like like as they age I'm aging and it's like it's all fine and like young cute boys it just seems like another planet like dating a child or something yes. it just doesn't 
registered to me. It's like I can say, oh yeah, that's a good-looking guy, but it doesn't make me think, oh yeah, you know. So um, yeah, I'm I'm glad that my taste is sort of aged with me. I don't know how far this can go. Like when you get to the real crinkle <laughs> stage, I mean, it's gotta it's gotta end, you know. Maybe I'll max out in the 50s or something, but. Um, <laughs> But um, yeah, yeah. I've so always, yeah, I think I'm okay with it too. I don't want to be one of those people that lies about their age ever. Like I, I no. have my birth date on, you know, the year I was born on Facebook, and I kind of I'll tweet sometimes like I'm 39 and I just did this dumb thing, you know. So I want to be able yeah, to yeah. like not be a person going, how old do you think I am, or or yeah. old enough to know, or whatever they say when you ask how old they are. So um, yeah. yeah. Well, also I think we're lucky because I think the I think people are aging slower in terms of their you know well at least at least we are there are people we know who've been like they've been 40 since they were 20 exactly. you know, just just got totally you know into that sort of dull lifestyle but i think our lifestyles are very much more we're more involved in interesting things and i think that keeps us young so i think that's why the number doesn't matter to me as much you know totally so so i think i think i'm fine with it and and you know and, and i said i think just in in general i think just the ages that uh, 40 is a younger age than it was like 25 years ago you know because mm-hmm. when my mom turned 40 we gave her uh, we got her an album and on the back we wrote happy 40th birthday mm-hmm. and she made us like cross cross it out and like we had to like go over and do circles and circles in pen to like cover it up so funny yeah but then when she turned 50 like we had this big wall uh, along the side along the footpath towards the front door and i got chalk and she knew i was doing this and she was totally fine with it and we wrote hebe is 50 in giant letter numbers the letters the 50 was like bigger than me and she was like and you could see it from when you rounded the corner onto our street you could see the thing and the neighbors were like wow i didn't know you were that you were 50 maybe and that's she was like why totally she was proud with it because she looked so good for her age yeah she always did but yeah, yeah but i just like that in that 10 years she like totally owned it so good job good job mom i'm not saying that to her because she's not listening to this <laughs> dear god she better not listen to <laughs> anyway, just want to say before we um, before we started recording, um, you texted me and asked for five more minutes, and um, I thought, ooh, I'm going to utilize that time and clean up Quincy's playpen. And I honestly, I thought utilize in my brain, like not to piss you off because it was in my own brain, but <laughs> but um, but yeah, it was just a sincere use of utilize. See, use of utilize because if I thought if I could use that five minutes to fuck around on Facebook, but I could utilize the time. <laughs> to do a chore <laughs> that I'm gonna have to do later anyway so I feel like that that was that was the the, the difference there between use and utilize I think it is so I think you're making yes. a very excellent point um, thank you thank you I thought oh this really I thought this is a real life example that I I, I need to share I like it I like it, it sounds like thank it's you. official business you're on official business if you're utilizing some yes time. exactly doing something that must be done and <laughs> yes anyway so, a um, few days ago, you posted uh, a piece on Stuff Christian Culture Likes about uh, daddy-daughter dates. Do you want to talk about that? I did, because the daddy-daughter dates are a big thing in Christian culture, and there's something creepy about them to me, where um, I think that people have seen the purity balls, um, how Dateline had a big thing about, you know, yes. giant ceremonies where dads take have their daughters, who are probably 11 or 12, um, you know, stand around a big cross in a white dress and promise that they're going to stay a virgin until they're married. And dad's like, I will guard her purity. And there's something so creepy. I wrote something about it like five or six years ago on Stuff Christian Culture Likes on the blog. And so it seems like I'm hearing yeah. more and more about it in the capacity of daddy-daughter dates, where mm-hmm. I, I, sur- I see it, you know, I, I troll these Christian culture people's Twitter feeds and all the sites to see what's going on all the time. And so I look for, you know, I see these daddy-daughter dates come up. I also search for mother-son dates or daddy-son dates. And there are, like, one every three weeks that come up on Twitter. But on, uh-huh. um, like, multiple times per hour will the daddy-daughter dates come up. And I'm like, this feels, you know, something's going on with the patriarchy and, you know, ownership of girls on some level. Like, that sounds very extreme, but I think that's how it gets you. Yeah. I think that... There's like there's some subtext there that it's so much more popular yeah. for daddy daughter than for daddy son or mother son. So I wrote a piece yeah. about it and I'm like I'm not I, I just I want to say so over and over again I'm like I'm not saying you shouldn't spend time with your kid. 
I'm saying there's something about calling it a date that's really fucking weird yeah. and creepy. And people get so mad. Guys get especially get really mad when you call them out yeah. on it. And they're like, I hate it when anyone uses the word patriarchy. It just gets my hackles up. And I'm like, well, what the fuck else am I supposed to say? And yeah. Like I have to coddle them to get them to hear what my experience is like, and or you know they just I just feel like it comes from a posture of not listening a lot of the time. But I'm so appreciative. Yeah. Of the, I had lots of guys comment and go, I just I see I can totally see that, and thank you for pointing that out. And I'm sure that that you know, is something I can be thinking about. So. Yeah. 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 What was your take on it as kind of an outsider to the, the church bullshit? Okay. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think I think yeah, it's not something I hear very often. But yeah, if I do hear it, I think it's kind of weird. I'm like, what what the fuck? Why call it that? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Just, you know, I think if you called it, you know, father-daughter time or something, mm -hmm. it would be fine. You know what I mean? And if, you know, father-son time, you wouldn't think anything of saying either of those or mother and son time or whatever, or an outing or something, you know, but the date thing is just weird. And people were trying to argue that there's nothing sexual about a date. Like it doesn't have to be a date because of play dates, you know, right. and people saying, you know, it's a date, you know, and going on dates with friends. But I left a comment, which, um, which got a lot of likes was that, you know, you're not gonna. You can say to someone, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna meet up with you on Saturday." Okay, it's a date, and then, but you're not gonna tell anyone else, "Oh, I'm going on a date with this person." You yeah. know what I mean? You would never describe it that way. So I feel like people are just like nitpicking on the, <laughs> on the words, just trying to like make it work for them. It's like just admit that this doesn't quite add up. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? People don't commonly use it that way. If you said I was going on a date with a guy friend and you're a girl, mm -hmm. people would assume it was like a romantic date. You know, you can't just say it and people are like, oh, what kind of date? Nobody says that after you say you're going on a date with somebody. Right. So, you know, that's that's the meaning of date in common usage and so people trying to like own it as being fine for daddy-daughter date, you know. And then the other thing I, I mentioned was that um, people who have done that or they do that now they, I think it made them feel guilty. I think I it made them feel bad or, or dirty. And I and I felt bad for that. I actually, yeah. it's like, you, 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 I mean, I think people do it because they hear other people doing it and they think it's a thing. Right. So I felt like people who are doing it that way, I think it, it, it's sad that it made them feel bad. But, you know, that doesn't mean that they shouldn't think about it and think about why this is a thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think there was kind of a balance of, of not shaming those people and um, and not, I'm not saying that you were, but just them not feeling shamed or yeah. being shamed by the conversation and um, and them also being able to be a little more objective about it. So that's that's sort of my, my, my take on it. With all the patriarchy stuff, I was, I was thinking about it because I'm reading people get upset about it and one guy got got very upset about the use of the word patriarchy and i was thinking about you know the you know the white american male like you know the male privilege and all that like they you know it's it's a real thing it's an obvious thing it's dictated our whole culture but i'm thinking about a guy that's like just a total loser <laughs> that has struggled through his whole life mm -hmm. And then say he's involved in that thread, and then someone tells him he's privileged. Mm -hmm. It's like while he is on a certain level, just by his mere existence, in his life he may be at the bottom of the fucking male pecking order. Do you know what I mean? And I was thinking it might be hard for people like him. I mean, not, I'm not speaking of a specific person, but that type of guy. I mean, to hear uh, you're privileged and you know be cut down because they may feel like they don't have a voice among men. You know? Yeah. No, so that was that. that was an angle I was thinking of that yes you are privileged if you go into a job against a woman you have a, an edge you know whether yeah. you realize it or not but just in just terms of day to day conversation you may feel trampled by every single guy around you you know so right. um, yeah so that was something I was I was taking from it just like the guys that don't get it you well know? That, that's an example of it being unexamined privilege privilege where they're like I they don't have any kind of concept of the other context they could be in where you know if they're a room of other people of different genders mixed genders even and races like yeah. well that's a whole different scenario but they never leave the confines of the white male maybe or white world or i think yeah so yeah. why would they need to reflect like why would they even know you know like yeah. it's just nothing that crosses their path so i think that it's good to be sensitive to that when we bring that up um yeah because it's, I think it's really easy to, to feel ganged up on. Like, hey, I didn't mean to do anything. I was just born white and male. So I didn't mean, I didn't yeah. earn my privilege. And I totally understand that too. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like a lot of the fund of feminists are like, you need to just apologize right off the bat for being white and shut up and listen to the people yeah. of color, which is, 
yes, we need to listen. You know, the people of privilege need to learn to listen, but you're not going to win them over or help them understand why they need to listen if you yell at no. them right away. So. And not listen to them either. Exactly. You know, like you, you, you still, just because they need to listen doesn't mean you have to stop listening. You know, it's like you still have to keep listening. We have to keep this reciprocal. It's not you completely shut up now because it's my turn. It's like, no, going forward, we have to learn to share the, the amount of ear time. You know, mm-hmm. like that's what needs to happen, not a complete shutdown of one to make way for the other who's previously been oppressed. Like that's not going to work. Yeah. So. But that's how some people go about it, and I think it's really ineffectual. So I agree. Yes. So that was my that was my take on that. Oh. So I think we've completed the intense portion of the of our dong saturated episode. Yes. <laughs> just got that out of the way before we get into the yes. really good we're talking stuff. about dongs in a grown up way just now. Now we're gonna talk about them in a hilarious way. <laughs> So you have um, on the so document. Had- oh no, you go ahead. Oh yeah, I was gonna say. So uh, listener Andrew Cram from New Hampshire um, tweeted at us uh, a great ad, which we're going to put on uh, dongtini.com. And seriously, listener, we have some good things on dongtini.com for each episode. I hope you're going to have a look and leave us a comment for God's sakes. Poor Eugene's holding that thing up all by himself, and uh, <laughs> and occasionally Jonah. Um, so um, yeah, but it's an ad for. It's not a real ad, I don't think, uh, unless it's just like that fucking hilarious and. Amazing. But it's so long that I think it's not a real ad. But it doesn't matter because it's for a, um, a deck sealant. And um, because it's from New Zealand, the guy keeps talking about his dick. His dick. He's like, I put it on my dick. All my friends come over and they hang out on my dick. So, yeah, it's great usage of the Kiwi accent um, uh, when he means the word dick. But he keeps talking about his dick. So it's amazing. Did you watch it? <laughs> no, I feel bad oh, now. God. I don't think I saw it. I would totally remember oh. that. Yeah, yeah. No, it's amazing. So, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be on dongtini.com, listener. Oh, I just so, remember the puppetry of the penis guys were like, we're doing deep tricks. Like, that was the big... No! How I, oh, that's how I remember them well, they're saying Australian. it. they're Australian. Yeah, why did they're they say Australian. deep tricks? Like, why did I remember I it know. that way? <laughs> I don't know. You're corrupting. You've got, like, some sort of sick kiwi scrambler in your oh, mind. I think that oh. might be the problem. <laughs> well, they did franchise it out, so maybe you ah, saw a franchise. Listen, I, I, I saw the, the original... Yeah, so um, yeah. So I saw the I saw the original one in, in Melbourne. Did you see them live, Puppetry? No, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> you did. Oh yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Tell me what they did. Oh, it was so great. Well, I mean, you know, it was you know, it was great, but not like the greatest thing I've ever seen. But I mean, you know, it's all small, tiny. You know, they're little penises, and you know, it was in a small club. I wasn't that far away, and they had a, a, a camera as well, so you could see everything bigger. But you know, it was just yeah, it was great, but not the greatest thing ever. <laughs> but they, it's great to be able to say you went to puppetry of the penis. So what 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 would they do? Like wrap things around it? Like <laughs> no, they usually just like fold up their scrotum and their dick like to make a hamburger shape. Um, or they did this thing where they stretched out the scrotum so wide, and then there was like supposed to be like a like a sail of a yacht, and one of them was standing on a oh on a skateboard, and then they God. like blew a like a like a some sort of air from a fan <gasps> or something, and then he like rolled across the stage. <laughs> Amazing. Then they, then they do like an Eiffel Tower thing, and it's so funny too because all the time they're turning around and they only wear capes. Like that's the only thing they're wearing is a cape, and <laughs> and oh. then they go and they turn around and they're like rubbing the penis between their hands, like rolling it, um, and like you're trying to like light a fire, you know, like the way you roll yeah. like, a stick between your hands. Yeah, that's what they're doing with their dicks and like stretching it out. And they're like, if you're gonna try this at home, like you gotta like warm it up. Oh, how's it? So that was to get them hard or. Did that ever happen during the show, or did what? Did they get hard during the show? No, no, they did not. How do they? Very soft. You've got to be like soft to do that. Messing with it like crazy. You'd think that. <laughs> yeah, well, I think just tugging and yanking and twisting is not the most uh, hard-inducing uh, uh, activity. Maybe so, they built up yeah. an immunity. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Deep treat. Amazing. Tick tricks. So how do you feel um, about padded toilet seats? I have this on the document, I, and I'm curious yeah. now. 
I just want to say, I just think they're gross. Like, I've not sat on many in my life. I think I may have talked about the black toilet before. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the black toilet. Oh, it's a black toilet. <gasps> There was this, there's this Indian restaurant, oh, just no. to make it worse for you, an Indian <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> Stephanie's had some issues with Indian food and toilets. Um, not my yeah, so, issues, personally. I just not her, not to her personal issues, sorry. come out of the sorry. bathroom. And it sorry, I didn't make it clear. ruined curry on, for me for like six years, but I'm recovering, but yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, the black toilet was in an Indian restaurant, and... Yeah, it's just like the bowl is black, the seat is black, it's all black. You think, fine, it's a style choice. But the problem is when you look into it, because the bowl is black, the water looks not clear because you can't see anything because it's black. So you feel like you don't know it's a mystery in there. Like you don't know, like it looks like it's like, you know, oil, like, you know, from an oil change. And so it's just like, what's in there? And so every time I had to use like a couple times, I had to flush it first because I was so like freaked out by it. Like I felt that there could be something in there that I can't see. Like a hand. And I, yeah. Or, or doo-doo. Um, but, um, why did I say doo-doo? I was channeling Michael Jackson. That's doo-doo why I said doo-doo. Doo-doo feces. Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, so that hated the black toilet, but then padded toilet seats because they're soft, and what makes it soft <laughs> is a sponge. Sponges are absorbent. I know there's a plastic coating over the top, but you just feel like you're sitting on a soft, squishy toilet thing. Yeah, <laughs> I don't it's like just, it. No, it's problematic because I feel like like they're a bastion for germs. Like it's not hard yes. plastic. You can't sterilize it. Like you can't get you know yeah. this germ, it's porous, right? So I, I'm not a fan either. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, every time I said one, I'm like, ugh. And I try to tell myself, I'm like, no, no, it's clean, but I, I just don't feel it. I feel it. the sponginess, sponges. No, no, forget it. Anyway, <laughs> so I just thought I, I'd share my feelings on that. I don't know what made me think, but I didn't even sit on one recently. But. <laughs> Even better. <laughs> yeah, it just popped into my mind how I felt about them. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with me? <laughs> um, so I had a cake um, last week, or the week before. And um, so as we've said before, cakes are like momentary misplaced logic where you think something makes sense for a moment and then you realize it doesn't. So this cake was, I to take my glasses off. I was rubbing my eyes and um, I couldn't see anything because I'm quite blind. And um, and this August, if I this is reality, in if I my eyes haven't changed, I can talk about getting LASIK. So I'm kind of excited and hoping my prescription hasn't changed because I'd like to get LASIK. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I took my glasses off and I was thinking about this. And I thought, wow, if I get the LASIK, Quincy has a better chance of having good eyesight. Ah, <laughs> so good. Yeah. Oh my god. So then I, yeah, so I realized, oh, it's not gonna help. (laughs) So that was my cake about that. (laughs) Oh, I love that. I remember, like, growing up, my sister didn't like this bump on her nose, and she goes, I think this is because dad got his nose broken in college. I think that's why I got it. And I'm like, no, it's not. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. That was the cake, unless she didn't realize that couldn't be possible immediately afterwards. Uh, yeah, I'm, not, I'm still not clear. <laughs> yeah, if she just said it for like a second and was like, oh wait, that's not possible, then then that's a cake. If not, I feel like just, we had a big yeah. discussion about it. Oh yeah, then it was not a cake, it was just, yeah. No, no. <laughs> that was a whole other problem. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm proud to announce that right now, I have... Dogs in the news! (laughs) Okay, so this is actually a little bit of a stretch, I should say. Um, I've already donged it out so much already. But um, this is actually, well, more about uh, scrotum than a dong. But I think it's in the same family. Close enough. And I have other dong news following this immediately. So This um, podcast is hospitable <laughs> to scrotums as well. So don't worry. Hospitable. Okay. Um, I don't even know if I need to read the whole article, but I will anyway. But the, the headline itself is pretty amazing. Men with inverted penis may have to pay 75,000 euro to stop watermelon-sized scrotum getting any larger. What? Yeah. That's way too much to pay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's your... <laughs> I'm like charging them for that misfortune. Oh, no. 
So Miss Fortune's really sad, and it's a picture of him looking down and looking sad while his mother looks earnestly oh. straight at the camera. Oh. Um, your mom yeah, is in like, on your bald news cover story. This is a sad. She time. really is. She she has to care for him. He's autistic. Oh um, but it says an Australian man fears having to pay a hundred thousand dollars, seventy four thousand euro, for life saving surgery in the U.S. to stop his scrotum, which is currently the size of a watermelon, mm. from getting any larger and possibly killing him. Tyrone Bowd has scrotal lymphedema, which makes his scrotum swell, growing bigger than a watermelon and reaching his knees. This can cause infections, which rise his temperature and heart rate can, can cause his body to turn septic. His mother, Tanya Bowd, told the Courier Mail that her son, who suffers with autism, weighs 17 stone, <laughs> that's um, 238 pounds, 107 kilos. Um, uh, is that holy shit of what I said, or because you're not recording? Oh no, um, what you said, <laughs> you're <always> scared. <laughs> I'm sorry. I am a, there's a certain ex- exclamation you make that has me worried. <laughs> Um, let's see. His mother, Tony Bauer, told the Courier Mail that a son who suffers with autism weighs over 17 stone and has an inverted penis had sought to help uh, had sought help from more than 100 medical professionals. As a mother, the last 12 months have been emotional. I can't sleep and I'm always doing research on about how to help my son. One response, I, one response I got was that they could give him a sex change but couldn't repair his scrotum, so basically I threw my hands in the air, she said. Tyrone needs to get to the get, needs help to go to the toilet and has a lot of difficulty walking. Oh he broke goodness. his leg on a motorbike accident early this year and that's because his scrotum was a hindrance on the bike. <laughs> oh, wow, okay, yeah. Yeah. Oh. His scrotum is so big that he can't ride a bike anymore and family and friends pitched in to get him a quad bike, she continued. <laughs> Yeah. Luckily for the much-suffering 24-year-old, a Melbourne-based surgeon has offered to help to try and stop Mr. Bowd's uh, scrotum from reaching titanic proportions. (laughs) Yes! Dr. Raman Shayan, who has a PhD in lymphedema, says, I feel sorry for him having to spend all his money to travel overseas when he can have it done here for free. At the very least, we can look at him, look at his scans, and in fact verify if he has to go over there. Mr. Bow described the affliction as uncomfortable and frustrating. It's hard to do all the stuff all the time and it's hard to go places, he said. Aww, Isn't that sad? It's hard to do stuff all the time. It's hard to go places. That's such an embarrassing reason to not be able to go somewhere. My balls I know. are too big. Yeah, it's horrible. So, yeah, so that's, yeah, shocking. I think it's weird. Like when it's in like these shitty newspapers, you feel like they're just, you know, asking for this kind of exploitation do you know what i mean um, yeah just it's in like yeah it's like yeah this it's you've, you've gone to a trash publication so that makes me feel a little better about it they so, should at least pay for his surgery if we're going to do that story on him seriously mm. assholes so another <laughs> dong in the news is actually a dong in a machine oh. uh automatic sperm extractor introduced in a chinese hospital <laughs> dong against the machine is my favorite cover band Oh gosh! Oh, that reminds me. When you said your favorite band, um, uh, yesterday um, Quincy was crying, and we had the baby monitor here, and we could hear it there. And and then and then Greg said, uh, "Oh, I can hear Stereo Tears," because he was crying. I was like, "That sounds like a band name, don't you think?" Stereo Tears. Stereo Tears. Yes. Yeah. And then Greg's like, "It's like a lab," and yeah, there's. I thought of it. I thought we were both. I was thinking it, and he said it. But it sounds like a new wave band to, to both of us. It, yeah, kind of, it sounds prog to me. It does. What's anyway? Yeah. Stereo tears. Oh man. Um. Anyway, a Chinese hospital in Nanjing, capital of Jiangsu Province, has introduced a new machine that makes sperm donation even easier. Oh An automatic God. sperm extractor. And there's a picture of it. There's a video of it <gasps> going up and down. Like, it, 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 you, you stand in front of it and stick your dong Wait, in it. You and then the little... Yeah, oh. yeah. And then it goes back and forth like a hand. <gasps> if a hand was jerking you off. Stop yeah, it, it just goes... Yes, it does. It's pink. Oh, and, uh, my God. Yeah. This is amazing. Why <laughs> <laughs> haven't heard of this before? I know. The video The video doesn't show a dong in it. It just shows the video doing it. It's the, the machine doing its thing oh. without a dong in it, unfortunately. So, sorry. This um, is amazing. Let's see. Uh, I'm all for hands-free technology, but have scientists gone a little too far with this invention? The effortless machine features a massage pipe that can be adjusted to suit massage the height of the user. Pipe. 
All the gentleman has to do is plug in the frequency, amplitude, and temperature, and off they go. He's also fitted with a small screen for those feeling uninspired. This is fully Brave New World. I feel like in that that book, we had to read it in 11th grade, but I remember they had like machinery for reproduction. Oh, it's like we've crossed that line. Oh, yeah. oh my god. Yeah. So, yeah, there's that machine, and we'll definitely link to that video uh, on uh, on dongtini.com. So, do check it out. Oh, my heavens. And thus concludes Dongs in the News. <laughs> I think I'm feeling a little subdued because the window's open and I have neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the neighbors all... Yeah, my upstairs neighbor is yelling dongs in the news again. She does this like every other week. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so um, last episode we talked about not apologizing and, you know, women feeling like they need to apologize and all that kind of stuff and me trying not to apologize for things I shouldn't be sorry for. Mm -hmm. And then uh, listener Eugene said that just before he heard that dongtini, he'd actually read an article... Uh, about it's a list of things that women shouldn't apologize for, you know, which is like great. Anyway, um, but you know, it's a little, little too girly for my liking. But you know, uh, you know, winning. Uh, I'll, I'll go through it quickly. Winning, winning that Scrabble match, you know, or that one-on-one basketball game, or the baking competition. Moral of the story: never apologize for being good at something. Own it. Uh, and then the one you mentioned when someone bumps into you um, uh, oh no you were talking about asking someone to move so you can get out and you apologize so but I think it's in the same vein um, let's see your five minute long Starbucks order you're the one paying for it drink whatever you want lady it's like I would totally apologize for that. there's that you do know about the Starbucks secret menu that has all these like weird ass things that you can ask them to make no. with like shots of this and a shot of that and all these different flavors like yeah there's all these different ones you can get like a, there's a butterbeer drink what? you know like from Harry Potter yeah. and you, but it's like you, know, you have to ask them to do all this stuff and then I've read this like a, a, a tweet a Twitter of Starbucks employees groaning and one of the things is like you know do not say secret menu like they hate it you know so like I've wanted to do it and I thought of waiting till my birthday my own birthday and it's like I hate to do this but it's my uh. birthday so like this is how like I really want to ask for the butterbeer and I'm afraid to because I just think it's too annoying to people even though I'm paying right I've been paying fucking nearly four dollars for a chai which is fucking five pumps from a thing ice and milk like yeah. you know like why shouldn't I fucking ask for that but yeah I feel really like I have a hard time doing that so I thought that was a good one Um, number four taking a minute or a day or a week to think over a big decision Um, the meal you busted your butt over if your guests don't like pineapple upside down cake then they should have baked dessert Um, your appearance since when did it become necessary for your outfit hairstyle and makeup to look their absolute best at all times there are so many more important things Uh, seven needing some alone time it's understandable and essential not selfish um, I think you would agree with me very much. <laughs> Mommy just needs her alone time, guys. Yes, I'm I need sorry. me time. <laughs> I think Greg would agree too. <laughs> yes. Having some me time that he shouldn't apologize yes. for. <laughs> um, yeah, they should just be apologizing for putting a I need me time sign on your door. That's a totally different thing. Um, asking your partner to try that position that feels just okay for him, but amazing oh for you. Who would ever they put, amazing during sex? I, I just don't understand that. No, like, unless it reminds me. You've landed on their hair, pulled, you know, hurt them. You yeah, know, that's, that's different. Okay, but God. That reminds me, though, of the time that uh, my sister-in-law, she overheard her neighbors um, going at it, and then it stopped, and then the guy was crying, and the girl's going, why are you crying? Stop crying. <gasps> oh my god, Isn't that that's horrible. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of what that reminded me of. Um, oh my god, why was he crying? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> right after sex, starts crying. Amazing. Um, let's see. Nine, disagreeing with someone's opinion. As long as you make your point respectfully, you're 1000% entitled to it. And then number 10, crying. Period. Oh wow! So, yeah, that's a good yeah. list. Yeah, I think it's pretty good. But uh, but anyway, but here's the 
here's the kicker on that. So I'm reading the list and like I'm cut, jumping at it and doing other things and coming back to it. And then I come back to it and there's a pop-up. You know those pop-ups where it grays the screen and it yeah. covers everything? And there's no X on it, so I can't cross it off. What it says was, and again, let me remind you of number six, your appearance. You know, you don't have to apologize for it. The pop-up says, 21 day bikini body plan. Enter your, enter your email, and then you're supposed to press the button, get my bikini body. And then underneath that, the option to close the thing says, no thanks, I already have a bikini body. Like, oh, fuck you. Oh my God. Fuck you so hard like there was no like and then finally the little x popped up but but initially they made it that you had to you had to say no thanks i already have a bikini body so like me oh, who does not have a bikini person. body i'm supposed to i i, I had to click, click no thanks i already have a bikini body because i i and then feel bad about that because i didn't want to enter my email to get my bikini body in 21 days as so, if that would even work fuck you yeah so fuck you women's health fuck you to hell <laughs> But um, yeah, so that really shit on their list immediately. And then when even just now I brought it up again, like to read to today and yeah, it did it again. It brought up the fucking 21 day bikini body plan. So fuck you, women's health. Um. <laughs> oh, right. So anyway, now you've had some visitors recently. How did that go? Yes, my sister came and visited last week. I have not seen her whole entire, like, her daughter is seven. I haven't seen her daughter since she was newborn. She lives in, they live in Chicago, and we just never make it out there. And so um, they came out. Um, her husband, is, his name is Tom, and he's exactly like Hank Hill. He is hilarious. And my brother came out. <laughs> my brother lives in Kansas. And so I'm always yeah. like, okay, my brother is four years younger than me and um he you know he has a job and he lives alone and he has a cat and he's perfectly happy doing that and it's kind of adorable uh-huh. but i'm like you know you're 34 and you're single come move out to the west coast he's like, eh, i don't know so he's, he's just really funny because he's really laid back i guess is a good way to put it where he's like yeah it's nice out here but i don't know so I mean, he's, yeah he's super fun to have around um just because he's like kind of wry and and under the radar and whenever you yeah. see, he's so grateful to get food he like rubs his hands together and he's like oh <laughs> whenever you present him with food i love it so um my sister and her adorable daughter isabel um yeah we just hung out and kind of did girly things like they called them girly things like we got nails done and you know and had the cousins play and all this and um my friend kote from chile wanted to meet my sister and so um when my brother-in-law comes over like he's trying to make conversation but he's he's hank hill and so this is what he says he goes so were you like born in chile (laughs) and it was so great and she's like um yeah i was actually and he goes so what was it like growing up in chile and i was like this is the best conversation i've ever heard in my life (laughs) hank hill is amazing by the way Oh, you like it? <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah. I grew up with, with people like that. I was surrounded by Hank Hill when I was growing up. So it was just, yeah, I was just very amused by that. And, and she goes, she didn't end up answering him, but she goes, she goes, I'm sorry, I'm not answering. I'm, I'm being an asshole. That's part of being Chilean. He's like, well, asshole's a language I can speak. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it was so great just to see the cultures combine and try to connect. <laughs> I like that they connected on assholeism. <laughs> there is common ground somewhere. You just gotta find it. Oh my it. god! And so my brother-in-law, you know Hank Hill, aka Tom, is his real name. He sends me Bible verses a lot. Like he texts them to me, and then uh-huh. so and then like a few minutes after the Bible verse text, a lot of times I'll get another text from him that says something like, "I've got a fart loading at 98 <laughs> percent." so hard so wow oh yeah i i think i won't bore anyone else with more of my hank hill situation but i was like with hank hill all week and it was it was just so funny to me he's cool. really super well, it's nice. great you got to see them didn't you see isabel did you go to chicago though and see yeah. your sister and isabel that was oh yeah i did like um a year and a half ago but that was just me so not all the cousins yeah. got to get together so, oh right yeah. right right 
cool. Yeah, that's great. You all got together. I didn't realize your brother was going to be there till I saw a picture on Facebook. Yeah. I was like, oh yay, you're all together. <laughs> that's how like Becky is. I didn't really mention him. I think I was kind of like, yeah, yeah. John will be here, but you know, he's kind of like in the back. He's like, hey, yeah, whatever y'all want to do. So he's not really at the foreground. Hope he's yeah, not listening yeah. to this. Sorry, John. <laughs> <laughs> So what was it like growing up in Chile? <clears throat> and so I told our friend, the dong doctor, about that, and he left me all these boxers where he's like, so, uh, hey, Cote, um, what, do they drink um, Budweiser down in Chile? Or do y'all just have, like, cervezas and shit? <laughs> he left me, like, 20 boxers where he was saying, he'd start out each one, oh, hey, Cote, um... <laughs> What do y'all what do y'all eat in Chile? Do you eat a lot of chili in Chile? Or um, do y'all do y'all like to chill out a lot in Chile? Or do y'all eat just basically shish kebabs and shit? <laughs> he just like kept going on and on, and I pictured him in his in his doctor office, like with his white coat on, like saying these things between patients. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Mm -hmm. Well, I had a crazy, fun experience a few weeks ago that I forgot to mention. Um, yeah, it was the day before we went up to see Barry Gibb, but it was all about Barry Gibb before. So now I can take a step back and talk about talk about trapped in a room with a zombie. Have you heard of this? What? No. So, because I'm a bit of a nerd, I don't um, get into my the friend... zombie stuff. I want to be into the zombie. No, phase. no, I'm not into. I'm not. This has got nothing to do with zombies, really. A zombie okay. is part of it, but to me, it wasn't about the zombie at all. Okay. But what it is is you uh, are in a room. You have like a team of up to twelve people, or if you don't have a team, like they fill it up with up to twelve people. And there's like all these like clues and things hidden around <laughs> the room, and you've got to solve puzzles and like. And then one puzzle will unlock another clue and another clue, and you got to solve all these puzzles within an hour. And there's a zombie in the room, so if you get touched by the zombie, you're out. And um, and every five minutes, the zombie's like chained to the wall, but the chain like extends by a foot. <laughs> oh my god! So so yeah, so it's you're like, like trying to do all this stuff. It just kind of is going and stuff. So it's yeah, it's kind of stupid. But no, you know, but I'm willing to. The, I'd be like, ah, what it, That's what I kind of thought. I thought I'd be freaked out being locked into the room, you know. But then you just get into the. It's a decent sized room, and you just get into the puzzle solving. And um, yeah, so yeah, so me, I'm doing it because I don't, I don't care about zombies at all. I don't watch Walking Dead or any of this zombie stuff. But um, yeah, no, I'm just into it because of the puzzle element. Because I love right. doing puzzles and things, you know. So yeah, so it was super fun and um yeah we almost almost solved it like we had we actually unlocked the the, the padlock the last one um but um we got one of the numbers by accident oh. and so the lady the, the lady like the 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 induction ladies in there and sort of she'll give you a little look like if you're in the totally the wrong direction uh, barking up the wrong tree she'll kind of shake her head and be like no and then she'll kind of you know kind of give a little nudge here and there you know so she said no do you have to try it again without i want to see that you actually know it and we didn't actually know it so then we couldn't find the last clue and then the time ran out so we came so close to finding it but um but it was i think people do it as like a team building thing because mm -hmm. everyone sort of gets working on different things so when it started like everyone sort of rushed to different things and i was like looking around like where do i go what do i do and there was like a there was like a riddle on the wall and i would oh. heard it before and i knew it right away but after that I, I felt like everyone was working on stuff and i was like oh no i'm i'm not contributing anything but it's like I, I just took my time and I sort of looked at their like some framed pictures and I just looked at them and there was a clue over by the zombie so I got my friend to like um to uh, distract the zombie and then I ran across the room and grabbed this bag with this clue so you start getting involved in different things because there's like it takes a long time to get through everything you know so um anyway but this is the most frustrating thing for me about it there was this the day before, the very day before we did the zombie thing, there was this show in Australia in the 80s and 90s called The Curiosity Show, which was like a science show for kids. And I loved the show. It was my favorite show. I watched it every week. It was on once a week on Fridays. So anyway, my friend posted on Facebook, a uh, they, the two guys, Rob and Dean, had done a new a new episode sponsored by Kellogg's so everything was kind of serial related mm -hmm. but um but they were doing they were doing science things with it was like a brand new episode from like 2014 so I'd watched it the day before 
and they did this thing where you've got a five cup, a measure of five cup, a, sorry, a five measure cup and a three measure cup, and you need to get four, a measure of four. How do you do it? You know, with this, with this mm. milk. So they showed you how to do it, like pour one here, pour this here, pour some back, and then you'll end up with four, right? Mm. So we go into the zombie thing. That fucking puzzle is there. And I was like, oh, I know how to do this. I saw it yesterday. And somebody had already done it when I found it. I was so mad. Oh, like, seriously. What are the chances of me seeing how to do that exact puzzle the day before? Wow. And then I don't even get to fucking do it. So oh. I was really, really pissed off. And then a few days ago, I was trying to figure it out. And like, and I, 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 like, I went back to the video. And like before I watched it, I tried to figure it out. And it took me... 10 minutes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I was like, damn it, I forgot already. Aww. And anyway, and then I watched the video and they did it slightly quicker than I did with like one less step. But yeah, I did manage to figure it out. I can't but I've never heard anyway. of this. It sounds like those murder mystery things that you do. Yeah, it's in, it's in different cities. So um, I know it's like people sort of like franchise the concept or whatever. And mm. yeah, so there's different ones. It's, you know, it's so you've got like, there's a zombie in the room and then the girl who like does the induction. But it's really fun. And we had like a, not a group on, but like one of those half price ticket things. So it was only like 18 bucks. And yes, I can't wait. I want to do it again, but like I already know, like how, I'd already know how to get through it now. So I'd have to wait till next year if they do a different one. So Aww. yes, That's looking really cool. for the city near you, trapped in a room with a zombie. With there's one here when you're up here next week visiting. Oh my god, yes. I can't believe we haven't talked about that yet. I know, we haven't. I'm haven't visiting. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. We should have talked about it last week. But yes, I'm going to, this time next week, I'll be in Portland. And then a week from tomorrow, I'll be driving up to Seattle. Yay! So we got to record something while I'm up there. Yeah. Even if it's just shared into your into your recorder. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got complaints <laughs> Yes. <sighs> So, yeah, super exciting. Quincy and I are going up to Portland, uh, flying to Portland, hanging out there for a few days. And I'll see you there as well anyway. Yeah. And then um, and then we're driving up to Seattle for a few days and then back to Portland. So this is very exciting news for us and Dongtini listeners, I think. <laughs> are we even better when the show's better when we're in the room together? I don't even know. I don't know. So, yeah, uh-oh, what if it's not? <laughs> yeah. So sorry, listener, we've got one of those again. So, but don't worry, we'll be back to separated by thousands of miles very soon. <laughs> soon so don't worry about it. Um, so, uh, so before we finish, I just wanted to talk about this fucking weird thing that happened. I don't know if you saw the tweet, uh-uh. but so um, my SD card on my phone ran out of space. So oh. I was like, I'm just going to de- delete all the music off of it because, um, and I'm just going to put it in the Google Music Cloud, you know, and mm-hmm. just stream it. And, um, and you know, because I just need room for pictures. So I go to delete all the music files off the SD card and all the fucking songs. So there's like, you know, I have a little thumbnail artwork for the, mu- for the songs. The ones that didn't have um, a picture mm-hmm. had a fucking picture of Rick Astley. Oh, like no. his album cover. Oh, so no. I'm like, that was the default picture for every single one. <laughs> yes, but it's like my phone got hacked and Rick rolled. Like, how the fuck did this happen? So I That's took a screen really cap. <laughs> I know. It's funny and scary. Like at first I was like, oh my God, what the hell happened? Oh my God, have I been Rickrolled? Oh my God, that's really bad. Like, you know, just that if somebody hacked and did that. So I took a screen cap. You can see Ordinary Will by Duran Duran, Rick Astley. Pepper by The Butthole Surface, Rick Astley. Physical by Olivia Newton-John, Rick Astley. Oh, and then Planet Unicorn song, Rick Astley. <laughs> Wow, you have a great library. <laughs> Thank you. Playground Love by Air, uh, Rick Astley. So, and there's like a Face No More with a regular, Lovage regular, and uh, uh, Serge Gainsbourg with regular. But yeah, it's fucked up. So, and then I went back to my iTunes to make to see if it was like that on there, and it's not. Like, the Butthole Surfer song had like other artwork that I had put on there. So, I don't know what the fuck is going on. Butthole Surfer Rick Astley picture. So good. So if anyone has uh, any information about how I might have been Rickrolled, please share. I've not downloaded that artwork. I've not done anything. I think I may have like used a, a song of his on the show once, but I don't understand why that would have turned everything. Nor did I even sync songs to my library after that point. So I don't even understand how this happened. Well, so, I just have a good idea upsetting. for what the closing song is going to be now. <laughs> okay, well, it's Steffi's choice. So, uh, on that uh, note, we're going to wrap <laughs> things up. 
Thank you very much for listening. If you want to buy any of the the works of Rick Astley, I, I personally celebrate his entire catalog. Please click through Dongtini, <laughs> the Amazon app at dongtini.com, and then buy your Amazon shit from there so we get a little kickback and can stay on the airwaves. So, until next time, bye so One more, one moment before you go on the oh, Rick Astley note. Oh. He's playing in a, he's playing he's playing Australia and the tickets I think are like nearly $100. Can you believe that shit? Oh. <laughs> anyway, I just had to throw that out there. Continue, go on. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have anything else you want to add? No, I'm totally kidding. No, that's it. Um, <laughs> so, until next time, bye Simone. Bye Stephanie. Bye. I'll bring my love to you. Oh shit. I accidentally hung up.